This episode of Rick and Rick Rule the World is brought to you by Tascan, the first name in premium quality travel gear with slim, stylish gear like the Tascan Edge professional laptop backpack for business and travel. Save 30% on your next purchase when you use promo code RNR take 30 at TaskanSF.com. Now, another show that looks super fun, you and I have talked about this, but there are some updates this week, is that The Boys Season 2 returns on, what is it, September 4th, and I cannot wait. Now, you and I asked, and I think it was the last episode of Rick and Rick, you know, can The Boys really top, you know, Season 1? Because it was so violent and crazy, and I think it was Vanity Fair had a story where at least a reviewer there saw it all, and they said it does, in fact, top last season that it is bigger grittier and more disgusting in a fun way than ever how how is how how is that possible i mean i believe it because i remember and we talked about this i remember every time i watched an episode i would be like wow that was so over the top that's peak and then you watch the episode it's like holy cow how did they make it even more over the top and then you watch the next episode and it's the same thing over and over and i was like like i i i don't even know what to think like this is just so insane now this is the major bummer here rick oh i just no saw bummers. this today we can't have bummers i know and, and maybe some folks will like this because it'll spread out the fun but amazon is not releasing the eight episodes that constitute this season all at once they're doing it one at a time once a week all the way through october 9th yes yeah, so we have to wait a week between episodes which is just going to be so painful. You know, normally on regular TV series, I will often not watch at all during the season because I hate waiting between episodes. I'll just bank them all in the DVR. You know, I, I might wait. Um, I mean, I love the show. Don't get me wrong. But I, I if I sit down, I want to just sit down and enjoy it. I, I don't want that that work of trying to remember every week. And uh, yeah, so I, I don't know. This is going to be tough. Now, apparently what else is going to be tough is deciding who would win a fight between John Wick and Neo. Yeah, so this was great. Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter, uh, who played Bill and Ted in, in you know, the infamous movie Bill and Ted, uh, are being interviewed because Bill and Ted number three is coming out, right? right. So I, I think it's been... Has it been 30 years, 20 years, 30 years? God. I think it's been 30 years since the, the original movie came out. And so they're they're uh, they're like, yeah, so we're doing this new movie and all that. And so the uh, they're talking with, with Stephen Colbert and, and Stephen's asking him a bunch of questions about the, the movie and you know how it kind of fits together and what it's like coming back to the movie after all this time and you know, did they really you know kind of think about this a while ago? And, and one of the cool things was that uh, they actually have been working on this movie, or at least talking about this movie, for 10 years. Wow. So this is not like, you know, just all of a sudden. This is something they've been working on for a while. But anyways, so uh, they're they're doing this interview, and uh, Stephen Colbert is like, well, you know, i got to ask you the question that everybody wants to know. If <clears throat> you had Neo and you had John Wick in a fight, who would win? And, and you know, I can I can I can picture a lot of people asking this question, and, and frankly, I was pretty curious what the answer was going to be because this would be quite the fight. I mean, you've got you know uh, Neo, who obviously yeah uh, you know is the master of the domain of the world that he's in, and then you've got John Wick, who's the boogeyman who can do unseemingly crazy things that no human should ever be able to do and take an incredible amount of pain in the process. Uh, you know, which one would win in a fight? Uh, and, uh, and so Keanu Reeves, uh, you know, kind of uh, ducks the question and says, you know what, 
they would never fight. And so he effectively refuses to answer the question of who would win. Uh, all he said is that he thinks that they would they would effectively work together. Yeah, that's a cop out. But uh, but you do bring up some interesting points that I hadn't considered. So when I first thought of the question, I thought, well, Neo, because he's got all this power, but it would be in the real world, in which case I'm thinking John Wick would kick his ass. Exactly. Okay, so it's been so long since I've seen the movie, I haven't rewatched it recently, uh, that I kind of forgot that the whole premise of the movie was they write a song that saves the earth and creates peace. You remember that? Vaguely, very vaguely. Movie number three is as they're aging, as they're getting older and they both have kids and the whole thing, they haven't written that song yet. And so the future is going to hell. And so somebody comes back from the future and says, hey, WTF, like you're supposed to save us and you're not saving us. What what are you going to do? And so the movie takes place where they're traveling through time and space trying to figure out where this song is that he, that they can they can create and, and save the world. So it's 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 going to be fun. It's it's definitely not a heavy movie. It's definitely not one of those ones that are thought provoking. It's just going to be fun. Yeah, it sounds like Bill and Ted do Twelve Monkeys. <laughs> That does sound like fun. Thank you for the recommendation. Now I'm going to give our listeners a great recommendation that you definitely want to stick with us. We're going to take a short break, but when we come back, it's going to be time for the good, the bad, and the marketing, and you do not want to miss it. So hang tight. Rick and Rick Nation, don't forget to check out our website at rickandrick.com. It's double the Rick in just one click at rickandrick.com. And we are back, Rick and Rick Rule the World. This is Rick Matheson with Rick Wooten, and it is time for the good, the bad, and the marketing. And first on deck, Rick, the latest crazy marketing stunt from Burger King was a scenario where BK co-opted Twitch's donation function. So in the Twitch platform, people will watch people playing video games and they'll even be able to donate, you know, five bucks, whatever, to the players. And that's how these players, you know, they amass these huge audiences and they go to make money, either through these donations or sponsorships from big brands. According to the reports that I saw, there's a bot on Twitch that reads out messages from fans during a stream. So apparently in exchange for giving a small donation, you can ask your favorite streamer, you know, questions or comment on how they're playing. So if I'm following things, Burger King had employees take out $5 donations or whatnot and turn the written messages into essentially BK ads for its $5 Whopper. That enabled BK to essentially get exposure that would normally cost thousands and thousands of dollars. Burger King essentially just inserted itself into their streams without asking. And in the normal course of things, brands would pay big money to coordinate with the streamer to do that kind of promotion. So not everyone happy, although I will say still brilliant on BK's part to, you know, do that. Again, the perfect audience for BK. Absolutely. Hey, and let me give a shout out. So this story actually came from uh, one of our longtime listeners, Eric, who shot me a message about this. He said, hey, you guys got to talk about this on your next show. So I made sure to send it over to you. Um, yeah, this one was uh, this one was pretty fascinating. A lot of the streamers, you know, I mean, you're, you're playing a game. And so you, you don't want to stop playing the game to, you know, uh, read or, you know, whatever the, the different messages coming in. And, uh, you know, a lot of streamers do. They try and read the screen and play and read the screen and play. And you can see it impacts their, their gameplay. So uh, anyway, so they've employed this bot that will read uh, the text coming into them. Uh, only, but they can do it 
only based on you know if you paid or if right. you're already a subscriber or if whatever and so that's the mechanism that burger king took advantage of and and i just think this is genius i mean it's 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 clever it's right there in their face uh, i i love the comments there was one streamer who said all right burger king are you gonna you know sponsor me now or what yeah, yeah. yeah. i mean it, it was it was great it was clever and some of them loved it right some of them yeah. thought you just kind of laughed and and thought it was really clever and and like you said some of the other ones kind of got pissed off about it because you know they were kind of uh uh, taking advantage of a shortcoming of the system. If you think about the demographic here, exactly the folks that make up super fans of Burger King or fast food in general, just a, a brilliant move, but there has been a flack. Yeah, well, there's a, there's a lot of people saying that they uh, violated terms of service. Mm. Um, and I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know enough to know. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. It's pretty funny. Now, what's also interesting these days, so we talked about this recently, a number of times actually since the beginning of the pandemic, the need for brands to avoid cutting back on spending. We did that episode where John Scully was talking about that, about, you know, don't go dark during this time. And yeah. you sent over this Harvard Business Review article where you know, they're citing studies that put some numbers behind this. And it's pretty shocking. Yeah, you know, in this article, they get down through, hey, don't stop launching new products. Right. Don't stop your R&D. You know, don't, don't stop your marketing and your promotions and your communication. You need to stay relevant. You need to show that you continue to innovate. And, and just like the Scully article, you need to show that people can be confident buying your product now and in the future. Yeah. right that you're stable that you're strong and that you're going to make it through this and i just to your point i thought this was great because as opposed to the scully article which was just like his opinion this is this is data and they, yeah. they showed a bunch of different examples here that kind of back that up yeah it is fascinating i think in terms of r d companies that continue to do research and development those products that do come out tend to be much more successful than products launched outside of recessionary periods and in terms of advertising they were talking about the, the consumer goods company in Europe, ranked it Kaiser or something. I'm sure I'm mispronouncing that. But I guess during the recession, they continued advertising and got aggressive because their competitors were starting to pull back. And HBR says, quote, it increasing its advertising outlays by 25% in the face of reduced marketing by competitors, Reckitt Benson actually grew revenues by 8% and profits by 14% when most of its rivals were reporting profit declines of 10% or more. So, I mean, it is a golden opportunity for folks to really ramp up in a less cluttered environment and really have a brand presence. People are impressed by that and they get, like I said, share a voice, share a mind, share a wallet, everything. Well, and, and also there's the whole psychology of looking for normalcy in a time where there's not a whole lot of yeah. normal. You know, I, it's... Uh, uh, I, I think I, I mentioned to you, I took a road trip up to Idaho recently, uh, and I, I, they're, in a, they're in a different stage than we are here, at least in the Bay Area, we're stage two, which means, you know, no indoor dining, no hair salons, no whatever. Um, when I was in Boise, uh, they're stage three, which means there is indoor dining, there is hair salons. There, and, and seeing that sense of norm, normalcy was reassuring. I felt like a weight had been taken off me, like I wasn't as risk. Wow. Once, I, once I got adjusted to it, by the way, because at first it was just a shock. Yeah, and then yeah. it was like, wow, okay, so it's a little safer. It's a, and I felt better about the, the world that I was in. Yeah, and I think I, that's the same case with with the, what they're saying here. I, I'm sure you're right. I'm really not surprised to hear your description of going there and having move restaurants open or whatnot. It must have felt really weird, but as you say, reassuring. We'll get there again. Yeah.